It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host and Well, it's always an exciting thing to me to be able to be with you on Sunday mornings here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. And uh, well, this is show number 1016 today. So we've been doing this for a while, but we do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always Speak well of one another, and that seems to work real well. And uh, I'm just happy to have my old buddy, uh, Pastor Pizza, back in the studio with us today. It's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been a while, but I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. And there's been some changes in the uh, Metro Sidewalk Ministries. We're yep. kind of having to take on a new uh, format, new way of doing it. Yeah. What's that all about? Well, you know, due to COVID, you can't. we couldn't have the services in the street anymore. So we took it to the media. Uh-huh. And so we set up a, a little studio and I started doing the lessons. I get my grandkids in there. They'd be my audience and we would do a sidewalk Sunday school and film it. Then we could post it online so the kids could just log on and see the lessons. Right. You know, doesn't help when, because you, you can't. You can't feed them because, you know, normally we would feed them something right, after right. less than was right. over and all. But we can't, couldn't do any of that. We can't play the games and stuff. But the, we, we got the lessons to them at least. Now, let's go back because there's probably people listening now that says, we, we don't know what you're talking about. So let's go back in history and just talk about the days that, that you were the local director of Metro Sidewalk Ministries. Mm-hmm. Tell them about the, it's, it's a worldwide thing. Just tell us, just tell us everything we, we need to know about well, Metro Sidewalk Ministry. Well, Metro Sidewalk Ministry was actually founded by a brother of, that I knew. His name was Pat Mbimbo. And he didn't develop it either. He learned it from Pastor Bill Wilson up in Brooklyn, New York. And Pastor Bill uh, would he what he did is he has these trucks that the side folds out and make a stage, and so we copied that here. And you know, people said, "Oh, that may work in Brooklyn; it'll work up there, but it ain't going to work in Tallahassee." Mm-hmm. Well, and it may not. We've only been doing it for twenty nine years, <laughs> so who knows if it'll work or not? Right. But anyway, we, what we do is we take that truck right into usually the lower income areas. And we open that truck up and we play songs. We, we actually have church in the street. Mm-hmm. You do. We, we start off with icebreakers and we singing songs and Pastor Pete's up there dancing and acting a fool, falling down. They love to see the fat boy fall down, <laughs> let me tell you. So uh, we would do that. And then after that, we would go into a lesson. We'd give them our rules. We only have four simple basic rules. Number one, keep your booty on the tarp. Number two, no food or drink during the service. Number three, don't come on the stage unless you're invited. And number four, the whistle means quiet. 
Okay. We had the same rules for 29 years. And it worked. And it works. And but see, that's one thing. My wife is a teacher, and that's one thing she points out that in the schools, there's a lot of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. For example, you'll have one teacher, you know, she, she, she's at a charter school, and they have a uniform. And they're not allowed to wear anything outside of the uniform. Well, some of the teachers would let them wear their hoodies and stuff like that. And it's, you know, they're not allowed to. So when they come to her class, she's like, you have to take that jacket off and put the uniform jacket right. on. And, and well, the other teacher, blah, blah, blah. But it's because it's inconsistent. Right. So we have the same rules consistently for 29 years. Now, these rules, were they uniquely the, the uh, Metro Ministry for Pastor Pizza or was this – did Bill Wilson? They were kind of modified from what okay. Bill Wilson had four basic rules, but his wasn't exactly the same. And I'm going to be honest, it's 29 years ago. I don't remember. And he probably did were. say, keep your booty on the tarp. Yeah, oh, yeah. He said, keep your booty on the tarp. That And the whistle means quiet. Both okay. of those were uh, those, from You got those from him. <laughs> yeah, those two came from him. Okay. And I'll tell you, I, I keep saying one of these days, I'm going to preach a lesson to adults about the power of the whistle. <laughs> Because I, I remember one time I was I was doing a thing and we had like four hundred kids sitting there and I had a senior pastor from a church there and I walked out on the stage and blew my whistle and you could hear a pin drop really and he was like and he <laughs> how do you pre- do that right <laughs> yeah he preached about it next Sunday at church he was like man he blew that whistle and those kids hopped yeah. too. You know, because they were trained. They were trained, they were trained to do that. It yeah. was consistent. Yeah. They knew that's what they had to do. <laughs> so anyway, what we do is we go in there and we we would have um, uh, a Bible lesson. First, we teach them a memory verse. Every week we had a memory verse. We usually shorten them up because, you know, we're targeting kids from 5 to 15. And especially the five-year-olds, they have a hard time. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right. So we give them a blah, blah, you know. And so we shorten them up to where they could memorize them. We tell them where they're at in the Bible and everything. We, we repeat that. We teach them that verse. So, and we tell them at the end of, at the end of Sidewalk Sunday School, we're going to play some games. But in order to play in the game, you got to be able to answer the questions. So we'd ask them what book of the Bible's memory verse in. They don't know. They don't get to play in a game. So oh. <laughs> now that was been modified from Pastor Bill's too, because Pastor Bill, his philosophy is, I want them to leave with the Word of God, uh-huh. which we do. Right. But I found in Tallahassee, he he would he would do his icebreakers. They would do their songs, and then they would play their games. But in Tallahassee. It is a little different culture because everybody's coming from a walking distance. Okay. So what was happening with us is we'd play the games and half the kids would get up and go home because uh-huh. they didn't win a game. Because right. if they win the game, they win a toy. Okay. So I modified that. So we do our we do our games at the end of the sure. lesson. Sure, which makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, because that way they got to stay there and they pay attention to the lesson in order to play in the games. <laughs> I think that's wise. So so that's what we right. would do. We would teach them a memory verse. Then we would we'll give them some kind of a Bible lesson. You know, uh, we might talk about the prodigal son and we, you know, tell them the story of the prodigal son through what the Bible says and everything. But then I do a thing that I call, that's just like. That's just like. That's just like. Okay. When the, when the son demanded that his father give him his inheritance, 
That's just like when you go to your mom and say, you're taking me to the store. <laughs> That's just like that. Right. And and think about it. It's just like when you start doing what you're supposed to and you come home and you clean your room, you do your homework without being told, and your mom is all proud of you, and she's ready to kill the fatted calf <laughs> to celebrate right. that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Same thing. So I do that. That's just like I, I, growing up, I was raised in church and I knew, I knew all these Bible verses. I knew a lot of these Bible stories. I did, most of them I did not realize that they were Bible verses. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that because nobody ever taught it to me as what does that mean to you? So you, you make an application. That's exactly you, you right. You take the, the concept or the principle and you're, Absolutely. And you're applying it in such a way that right. they could relate it to everyday life right. and understand it. Yeah. Well, I, I, growing up, I, I knew all these Bible stories and everything, but to be honest with you, my attitude was, well, what's that really got to do with me? Uh-huh. You know, Jesus healed the lame man, so what's right. that got right. to do with right. me? Right. So I, I always try to take it back to, here's what it means to you. You know, Jesus still heals today. He's still alive and well today. Sure. And he can still heal your body today, just like he did the lame man sitting on the side of the street. It can still happen today. And the thing about it here is this. A lot of people are receiving miracles that don't even know they're getting them. Mm -hmm. They're going to chalk it up to, well, that was a coincidence that this happened. Or just luck or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't, to me, ain't no such thing as luck. I agree with you. (laughs) It's a blessing. Yeah. And, and, and that reminds me of a time, one time when, um, I had a warehouse over there off of Old Bainbridge Road and it backed up to one of the projects that we were doing Sunday school in. And once some of the kids knew that, where we were, they would come over during the summer and hang out with us. And I would teach them how to work on computers and build their own computer at the end of the summer. I let them take that computer home with them. Wow. Well, they come over there one day dragging all of these bicycle parts that they got out of dumpsters. And they wanted us, they wanted me to help them build a bike out of it that they were going to share. Well, my son Sean was with us was with me there because it's summer. He right. wasn't in school. So he was with me and and I brought his bike to the warehouse so he could ride it around the parking lot or whatever. And he comes to me this one day and he says, Dad, I, I feel like I want to give my bicycle to Perry. He was one of the kids that, that was coming. Uh-huh. And I said, are you sure, man? I mean, I paid 89 bucks for that bicycle, <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, I just really feel like I should give it to him. He, you know, I have all kinds of stuff and he yeah. don't have nothing. I'm like, bro, if you think God wants you to do that, you do that. So he gave that bicycle to that boy. Uh-huh. And it was about two or three weeks later. We went to Walmart on Appalachia Parkway. Now we had parked out toward the end because he wanted to go to GameStop or Games for Less or whatever it was over there. So he wanted to go there and we went and did our shopping. When I come back out to the parking lot and he's coming across the parking lot to come to the car, well, this guy rides up. This is, you know, probably 30-year-old man. Rides up on this nice 10-speed bike. And he comes to me and he says, Sir, do you mind if I give this bicycle to your son? (laughs) I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah. He says, I'm getting ready to go to jail. I got a report 
to the jail tomorrow and I don't have anybody else to give it to. And I just feel like he needs to have it. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so we took the bike. We went home. First thing I did is called the police. Come check the serial numbers. Right. Make sure this thing ain't stolen. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't. But it still had a tag on it from where he bought it at Target. Wow. It's $139.99. Is that right? <laughs> and and Sean was great. You know, the police checked it and everything was fine. They said, that's your bike. Go ride it. And I pointed out to him that evening, I said, do you know why that guy gave you that bicycle? Because he's going to jail. I said, think about it. No. He gave you that bicycle, which is better than the one you had, because you gave yours right. to somebody else, which which opened my eyes to the truth. The truth is, whatever you need, that's what you yeah. need to give away. And, and some people will say, well, that was just coincidence. But no, no. I mean, they, of all the little boys in all America. All the people yeah. in the par- Walmart parking yeah, lot. Yeah, he chose your son because yep. because he was ordained of God. I mean, that's right. God had orchestrated the whole thing. Yep. And, and of course, blessings for blessings. And, yep. and, and the Lord always said, I, I'll, I'll return to you greater than, than what you give. Amen. I, that, this has to have been a lesson to him. Amen. As a, oh, yeah. As, as well, a young boy. That's an he, incredible story. He started right then and there tithing. <laughs> I'm paying my tithes this week, man. I got an allowance. I'm paying my tithes. Wow. But you know, and, uh, but anyway, that, that's, that's the way it is. I, I, I you do the same thing as sidewalks and cars. Try to teach the kids the application. This is what it means to you. So we would do our, our Bible lesson and I would teach them about what does that mean to you. And then we do a, a, a thing that we call life stories. And these are usually cute little stories. They may be some vegetables running around town, might be uh, uh, some animals in the jungle doing this, that, or the other. But it always has a it always has a, a biblical. Uh, uh, I I tell the kids that this is a parable, and they're like, "Well, what is a parable?" Well, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, uh-huh. and so. I, I tell them, you know, this is a parable. What I'm doing here is a parable. There is no animals that are running around talking in the jungle, but it gets the point across to them. Now, all these things, are you made up? Well, I stole most of them from Pastor Bill <laughs> no, <laughs> up no, in New York. No, I tell you what. I had a teacher in, at, at the Bible College that I went to. They said, this, no, you didn't steal. This is, God gave it to them. Yeah, and so you just passed it along. That's right. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's right. how you view that. Was yeah. But I think about this, Pastor Pizza. I know this hurts your heart as well as does mine. That on Saturday mornings, this big yellow truck's not rolling in to the uh, projects yeah. where you used to go. Yeah, and uh, there came a time in your life when when you had to give this up. And yeah. I, I know it, it had to have broke your heart. Well, it, it was the hardest decision I ever made. I don't, I don't I doubt mean, that. I mean, it was like February last year, and I made the decision that because I have come down with rheumatoid arthritis, very severe. And, you know, I said earlier, the kids love to see me fall down. Uh-huh. I can't fall down. No. Well, I can fall down. But you may not get up. Not you don't get up, up as easy as you used to. Right. Yeah. Take half of the lesson for me to get back up yeah. again. So I couldn't do that anymore. The finances started dwindling. I couldn't get any volunteers to come and help. And then, then the and, COVID hit. And then the COVID hit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is a sign from God. Right. So I decided to donate my truck, and I donated it. I donated it. <laughs> 
to another ministry in Houston, Texas that is doing sidewalk Sunday school. And so he came and got the truck and, and so the truck didn't get, you know, I really tried to find somebody here locally to give it to, but the truth of the matter is I couldn't find anybody right. in this city that had the same passion that I did. And then we don't know. There may be somebody now that's yeah. listened to this broadcast. They could now the truck is gone, but Pastor Pizza knows how. Well, he couldn't do it now physically, but he could tell somebody else how to make one. <laughs> I can get it because that's one of the things we did to support the ministry is we built those trucks for right. other ministries all over the world. Right. So, yeah, if I found somebody that wanted to take it up, I'd get a truck. I'd right. get it built. And the thing about it is if God would lay this on somebody's heart, the training and stuff there in New York is there available. Yeah. And now, now, Brother Wilson, now, is he still able to do this? What, what's He's still doing it. He's doing it all over. His is not uh, – he used to be Metro Ministries, but now his the ministry is called um, One World Child. Because he has the sidewalks on his school ministries. He not only has them in Brooklyn, he has them in the Philippines, he has them in Haiti, uh, Dominican Republic, it, uh, in UK. He's, he's, he's wow. got branches wow. all over the now, world. How old is he now? He's like a million. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, I was up there and he started getting a little gray in his hair. Right. And he's like, man, I got to get, and he got some dye and he did that one time. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, you know what? Yeah, I, I went through that stage too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, you know what? This is what God gave me. They right. can like it or not. Right. Now right. he's white haired. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a young person tell me one time that they said, uh, Pastor King, we know you're old. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I get that a lot too. Yeah, you know, you know don't they hide that. We know you're old. So. One one thing kids used to do to me at Sidewalk Sunday School is I'd say, when I was a kid, and they'd holler a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but here's the thing, though: that how were you when you stopped? Sixty six, and still connecting yep. with these young people. Yep. I, I was telling this to somebody today. Is it? Can't explain it, yep. but if you love them, they'll respond to you. Yep. And then and it's, the, it's the love and the caring that always gets well, through. And you know my favorite saying, right? People today want to know how much you care, care before they know. People today want to know how much you care before they care how much you know. There you go. Yeah. The thing about it is that even at your age, yep. you were still connecting with young people. And now you're doing it on the video. Yep. Now- this is something that you say you're doing it twice a week. Once a week. Once a week, okay. And and it's going out on YouTube. Right. Okay. And and you're and you know you're hitting some targets because your your computer tells you that you're right. you're getting it out there. Right. Okay. Somebody that's listening here this morning said, Man, I'd like to help with that. What could people do to help you? What do you think? Hmm. That's a little tough because I do it all in my spare bedroom at my house and I've built the little studio and we actually do the lessons and everything there in the studio. And my grandkids come and they're my audience and they're the ones that are hollering, uh, when I say, what book of the Bible is me verse John 316? They're the ones that's hollering that out. Right. But, but, but if you had some other young people who would be willing to come and I know you're doing this and, in your homes, so it's a right. little bit, 
different. Right. But if somebody were to call you and say, hey, you can check us out. Yeah. <laughs> Before- well, definitely, because even even when we were doing it in the street at Sidewalk Sunday School, sometimes I'd have a youth group or somebody that wanted to come and put on a skit or perform something, you know, and we'd work it in and, and let them do that. So, yeah, I could still do that. Right. The only difference is, like I say, because of the circumstances, we're not doing it in the street. Right. We're doing it in my spare right. bedroom at my right. house. In a, in a uh, I mean, we've actually converted the bedroom into a studio. Right. And right. we can, I mean, we could do. But, but if there was a family, and it wouldn't necessarily have to be on a consistent basis. But they want, no. want to come one time or two times and just come yeah. and, and be a part of the filming. Yep. And, and, and they called you first to say, hey, we just want to offer this. And then you could say, find out who they are. Yep. Make sure you feel good about it. Yep. And, and it would just kind of enhance what you're doing there. Oh, yeah. Now, what if you had somebody who was, was technical? could help you with some of the filming and stuff like that. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I can't say awesome. It comes out awesome. <laughs> so, it, it. I mean, that would be awesome yeah. because I'm having to turn the, which is a good thing doing it on, on filming it because I'm having to go turn the camera on, walk up there, get in position and say, right, right. take, and then start the lesson. Yeah. And then I go back and have to edit that part out of the video. Well, one of the things that I have discovered in the years that I've been doing this show is that there are sometimes people who are just looking for a place to plug into the kingdom work. Amen. And they have certain skills, certain abilities, and, and uh, they don't know where to where to go. Yep. Well, uh, this is a possibility. Yeah, I mean, the, what what Pastor Pizza is doing uh, in a, in a, on a small scale could possibly be done being done on a much larger scale yeah. if if the personnel is there to help yeah. to make it possible. Yeah. And of course, YouTube is just one of many platforms. Yeah, did you notice that word? Yeah, platforms. Yeah, that, that came out of my mouth. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's the thing. But see, YouTube's the only one I know how to right, use. Right, right. But there are other people who who you have know expertise to, yeah. and knows right. a lot more than I would. Of course, anything would be more than what I know. But but <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that there are people out there who, who have these abilities. Yeah, and they might be. Interested in coming along and partnering with you and helping yeah. you to do Help this? Help me thing. get that out on. Can you put videos on Twitter? <laughs> TikTok. Uh, I know they the, do. The last on thing TikTok. I knew about Twitter, it was a bird. Yes, but, but understand, I, it, it's something now that has something to do with with, uh, with censoring our. Well, the president, <laughs> the, the president, the former president, yeah. used it a lot. That's how much I know about it. Yeah. I don't. I don't do Twitter. I don't anything about it. I don't either. But but uh, I. It is possible. I don't know. But the thing is, is there, there are platforms that are available to you, yeah. and there's knowledge probably beyond what you and I both know right. that somebody may be wanting to look this be a place. Because yeah. the one thing about it, and, and with, with you doing this, this is not somebody who's just decided one day we're going to do a, a children's program. This is a man yeah. who's been doing this for over 30 years. Yeah. Has the 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 ability? You've you've developed your character. Yep. You're Pastor Pizza. Yep. I mean, young people know Pastor Pizza, yep. and, and that's a that's something that uh, the the kids just gravitate to. Oh yeah, because you've, you <laughs> you have built this character yep. of who you are. Yeah, I remember one time the city wanted to do a big thing over in South City Apartments, and they asked me to come. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And they said, well, basically, we want you to bring your truck, set up the sound, and wear your sidewalk Sunday school shirt. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Well, I realized they knew that that truck pulls up, the kids are going to come running. 
and that's what they wanted. They wanted me there to draw a crowd, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. There was this, there was this councilman up there, and he's giving them this big old spew, and this lady raises her hand and she says, "Councilman so and so, are you going to be back here next week?" And he's uh-huh. like, oh, no, this is just a one-time thing. She says, well, I was wondering because I know Pastor Pizza's going to be here next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's true. You know, it's, right. they gravitate yeah. because they, they, they know what it is. Yeah. Now, when uh, – I never can't say this name. Uh, Mbimbo? Pat Mbimbo. Pat yes. Mbimbo. Yeah. How long ago was it that he started? He actually started it about – in 1992. 1992. Is when he started. And he did it for, I'm going to say about six, seven years. He did it. And then he decided to fold up Metro Ministry of Tallahassee and go up and help Pastor Bill. Okay. So he moved up to New York with Pastor Bill. When he left, I was like, well, you know, I really don't want to quit doing my site. So we took the truck we had and we sold it and we used that money plus a little more to build two trailers. And I took one and another guy took the other one. And so I just kept doing, and it, it, this wasn't going to be a ministry. This was something that me and the boys were going to do on the weekend, period. Uh-huh. The end, you know? <laughs> but then one of the other persons in the ministry said, well, you know what? I don't want to give up my site. Do you think? So I'm doing my site in the morning and their site in the afternoon. And then the other one who, who had the other truck decided they were going to go to work for some big time ministry somewhere in Tulsa. And so they gave me their trailer back and I ended up with three sites. And I'm like, well, in 2000 is when we actually incorporated as Metro Sidewalk Ministries. So you tell me that at one time there was more than one uh, different ministry that was out doing this? Oh, yeah. At one point we had five sites. And these are all manned by different people? Most, well, they were all had different site captains, but we all went to all of those sites. But now were they all under the banner of Metro? Metro Ministries of Tallahassee. Okay. So you're telling me that there was there's five different sites, five, five different, different sites. teams. Yep. And now we have none. Now we have none. Well, the same God. <laughs> Amen. That that raised up that group yep. can raise up another group. Amen. To, to do this. Amen. And I, I, I was sitting there thinking a few minutes ago, uh, uh, Pastor Peter, when you were talking, I said, now, there may be people who, who've listened to this broadcast this morning. They, they've never heard of you. They've never heard of Metro. They had yep. no idea that this sort of thing was going on in the city of Tallahassee. Yep. And there's this big yellow truck driving down the road, heading towards some project somewhere that this actually went on for over 30 years in Tallahassee. Yep. And they had no clue. <laughs> yeah, that, that you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm surprised when people say they don't know what sidewalk ministries is what sidewalk right. sunday school right. is i'm like how could you not know well, see, i didn't know until I, until I had you on the radio and yeah. that was that was in uh 2002 yeah so you had been doing it for 10 years already yeah before i'd ever heard of you yeah and uh and you know it's the same thing with bill wilson you go up new york you'd think and i mean he has 18 of these trucks that goes out five days a week and you would think he has to be covering the entire city of new york but You'd be surprised how many people that you talk about Yogi Bear. He calls his Yogi Bear. They never heard of it. They call it Yogi Bear. Well, the our our logo is like the bears. Uh, there's three bears on there. We can't really say Yogi Bear, but 
the kids, when they see that truck with with the bears on the side of it, they started calling it Yogi Bear. And okay. so he. So what was the deal about the bears? Well, the bears was just uh, that's just the thing he came up with to use as his logo. Because huh. I've, I've seen that on your shirt. I never knew what it meant. Yeah. Now that's that's actually I think when he actually first started, he had purchased the rights to use Yogi Bear. Oh. As his uh, thing, you know, but somewhere down the line, they, so we had to modify what the bears looked like and change it up a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And so now it's just three bears on the side of the truck. Okay. I've seen the bears, but I never, I never yeah. knew what it, so it really doesn't mean anything other than, other than the brother Bill like bears. They know that that sidewalk Sunday school coming. <laughs> That's all it means to them. He, he just likes bears. So he, yeah. he put it, put it on the truck, put yep. it on the t shirt. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Well, the, the thing is, is that you're still continuing, yep. even though it's in a different way and uh, a little less stressful on you and your in your, yeah. your physical self. But, but uh, the, the thing is, is it just we just have to believe that God will raise up yeah. somebody else Amen. That, that you can you can still mentor. Yeah, even though you may not physically be able to do it, you can still help. Mentor oh, I can still be there and still yeah. still help. There's no doubt about that because you know. Like I said, it was it was the hardest decision I ever had to make was to give up going into the yeah, projects. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I'm sure you remember uh, Doug and Ramona Waldo. Yep. See, they yep. they've had to step out too because because yep. they're they're getting up in age. Yeah. And they just they did the same thing. They sold their trailer, the whole thing, and they, these were people yep. who traveled. They didn't just go to one town. They traveled right. all over the southeast. Right. And they would just go into to a project, and and uh, they throw a tarp on the <laughs> on the ground, yeah, and then he would leave his wife there to to mind the the store, whatever. And, yeah, and he go walking through the project, just leave her there all by herself. And yeah. I said, Ramona, <laughs> yeah. that didn't bother. You. She said, at first it did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then they just they just because I, I, you, you people are my heroes. I mean, Amen. just go into these these big. This is back when Atlanta used to have these huge mm. projects. Yeah, most of those are gone now. And they would just come rolling in there with their their little yep. uh, uh, SUV, yep. uh, suburban of some type, and he'd, he'd yep. get out his. his uh, he had this big easel, yeah, that he painted these pictures, and he would he would tell stories, and he'd do little tricks and stuff like that, yeah. And, uh, and uh, they they would actually they did it so long that they had mothers who were children bringing their children and grandchildren. So I was going to say, yeah. yeah, because after 30 years, think about it. 30 years ago, we had kids that were 12, 14 years yeah. old. I I have, we have kids who come whose grandmothers came to Sidewalk Sunday sure. School. Yeah. The sad yeah. thing is, yeah. the saddest thing is, is they're still in that project. Right. And to think about it, you would think that uh, through life circumstances, you could get into better facilities, but yeah. who, who knows about all, all of that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, we're not going to go there now. <laughs> right. well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to play a little gospel music. All right. You know Pastor King. And, uh, did, did you want me to sing it? or? or? I think I will let the Payne family, not Steve oh. Payne, the oh. Payne okay. right. family. It's called Angels Step Back. That is a long song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good, though. Now, he called, he spelled his name P-A-Y-N. How do you spell yours? P-A-Y-N-E. N-E. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the gospel on the radio talk show. If you've just tuned in, you go, what in the world is going on? Disturbing the peace here on a Sunday, <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> That's oh, called The Angels Step Back. And uh, I'm Pastor Jack King. If you are new and you've never tuned into the show before, you didn't know that. And uh, I have Pastor Pizza uh, on the air with me today. And Pastor Pizza was the, uh, or is the director of Metro Sidewalk Ministries uh, here in Tallahassee. But I'm also a pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. And I would love to have you come to worship with us today. 11.05 is our start time. You can go to frcm.us and find us there on the web. Find out all about us. I'm also the host of the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, because Pastor King, he just loves gospel music. I just do. <laughs> and uh, a full hour on Saturday nights on, on 94.1, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. And tune in. We'll have a great time with that. And also a daily broadcast Monday through Friday on 94.1, where I just preach the Word of God. Pastor Steve, I was thinking about something. Uh, when you came to our church, and you've, you've, you've ministered at our church a few times, you shared testimonies about things that happened yeah. there with some of the reactions to some of these young people. And, and let me just set the audience up once again, because some of them may just tuned in. Uh, Metro Side Rock Ministries, he had a big truck. <laughs> you let the stage down on it. He'd roll into those projects on Saturday, Saturday mornings. They'd have church right there. Amen. And he did it for over well, almost 30 years, wasn't it? Yep. Tell us some of those stories. Could you? Well, I'll tell you one of my favorites. One of my favorite stories was we were doing a youth camp, and we were parked under these big trees, and there was probably three, four, five hundred youth, you know, people there. I'm guessing ages nine to 15. And I began talking about Adam and Eve. You you remember them, right? Sure. Okay. Well, I was talking about Adam and Eve, and I was talking about how how God had told Adam, don't eat the fruit from that tree. And I always thought in my mind, Eve went over there, and that snake came and tempted her. Uh I always point out to the kids, it is not a sin to be tempted. Okay. It's only a sin if you give in to the temptation. So I was telling them how the devil came in the form of a serpent and a snake and tempted Eve. Right about that time. I looked up in that tree, and there's this great big old snake. Oh, no. Crawling across that thing, and it <laughs> took a dump. Oh, no. Right down, and it hit right on the corner of the tarp. The first girl sitting there was just covered. Oh, no. And it was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. And I'm thinking to myself, thank you, Lord. What? What do you mean, thank you, Lord? Well, we tucked the tarp, the corner of the tarp under. We took the girl uh, some of the counselors took her to get a shower and get cleaned up. But then I says, the devil don't want you to hear the word of God. So that snake 
could be the very same exact snake that appeared to Eve. I said, is it? I don't know. But it could be because the devil showed up here today to distract you. And that's all he did to Eve was distract her from God's word. Wow. And God had provided that what I'll call an object lesson. And oh, was that powerful. Did you get their attention? (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. They, that's all they talked about. I had parents sending me emails and, and letters and stuff and talking to me at church about that. You know, the kids, it impacted them. Wow. And so that was, that was one. Another one of my favorites is one time Holy Ghost showed up and it was, it was a Saturday before Easter. And I was doing an Easter lesson, and I was talking about the resurrection. And this guy comes strolling down the hill, and he's just a cussing and screaming and hollering. And you, know, you could tell he's slurring his words. He was drunk. And he come over there to where we were, and he got up there and telling those kids, you don't need to be listening to this old honky preacher. You need to find you a black church to go to and and and. What really got me was the, some of the kids hollered out, Pastor Pizza ain't white. <laughs> you know what? They didn't see no color. That's right. That's right. And that's the way the world should be. Amen. Don't yeah. see no color. Yeah. But anyway, this guy was going on and on. And I thought, well, I kind of nodded to my helpers. You know, somebody needs to help me get this guy out of here. And they weren't catching the hint. So he got right in front of the tarp. So I got between him and the tarp and was just standing there preaching. And he reached up. I had a headset mic. He reached up and grabbed that headset mic. And I stopped. I turned around. I said, dude, don't put your hands on me. And I raised my hands up toward him. I never touched him. And he went out in the spirit. (laughs) He fell out right there. And the guys came and they carried him off back behind the truck. But the biggest, the best thing in the world was when we got done, it welled up into me. You need to go find that dude. So I left my wife and my daughter-in-law and my grandkids packing the truck, and I went looking for that guy. And I found him up on the street, and I began to minister to him one-on-one and telling him. You know, he's telling me how he was a homosexual and all. I'm like, listen, God can deliver you from that. And And I ministered to him for about five or six minutes. And finally, he just began to bawl and start crying his eyes out. He laid his head on my shoulder, and I prayed with him. Wow. And he accepted Jesus Christ right then and there. Wow. And I'll never forget it, because when I went back, there's my wife and my my daughter-in-law and my boys. They're all standing there just crying their eyes out. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, that is just so awesome. Wow. And it is. But you the, know the what? Move of, the move of the Spirit. It's, it's a move a of the Spirit. Thing. Amen. Yeah. Well, whenever, the, you, whenever you have the Holy Spirit like that, it just it just burns within you. Yep. I mean, it's just amazing. Yep. That, uh, we, and we long for that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> and, and those are the things that will stick, not only stick with me, but stick with those kids. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, th- there's a couple of them. And th- I mean, we've got... I can give you many, many, many stories. I remember one time when a little girl came and she had snot running down her face and she was so sick and, and we, I happened to have some of those surgical men. Now this was 15 years ago, but I happened to have some of those that I use for painting. And I, I asked her, I said, well, here, put this on, baby. And I gave her some Kleenex and stuff. And we started the lesson and one of the little girls said, Pastor Pizza, 
that girl is sick. I'm like, yes, she is. But, you know, she's got a mask on. She's not going to spread her germs. Oh, no. We need to pray for her now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're right. But this is what you've been teaching That's them. That's what I've been teaching years. them. Yeah. And they were like, we need to pray now. Wow. And they did. All the kids gathered around and laid hands on her and prayed for that wow. child. And I was wow. like, now that day I was the one crying. <laughs> yeah. Now, that most of these children, were they, were they in churches anywhere? I'm going to say most of them, no. Yeah. Most of them, well, I even had one of one of the kids tell me one time when I said, you need to find you a good church. Pastor Pizza, this is our church. Uh-huh. And it is. It is. It they, is. And, and to think that they would not have any influence of the gospel at all. Yeah. Were you not bringing that truck in it in there like you did? That's right. And, uh, There's many, many, many right. of them. Now, there were some that go to church. Their parents took them to church. Sure. But, but to think about it, even when you were doing this, the, you were only covering what, mostly two projects, right? You weren't down Orange Avenue. Right. And then uh, was it? Uh, Joe Lewis Joe Street. Joe Lewis Street. Springfield, yeah. I mean, so even with what you were doing, you still weren't touching all the areas that, that, that could have could have gone. No, I remember at one time we had five sites. Yeah. So in other words, the, the opportunities for ministry is great. It is. And even if a church were to say, "I okay, we're going to do this as, as a church." Yeah. To to get the, I mean, to get the message there yeah. because, I mean, in, in such times as we're living in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we need more of the the, the presentation of the gospel, not less. Yeah. As such, yeah. unfortunately. And maybe this is just my, my perspective, and maybe it's not very good. But, but I'm seeing a lot of people who are who are your age and my age who were doing these type of ministries. I don't necessarily see yeah. that, that they're being replaced. Come and not on, only yeah. that, in the churches. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I know of churches that can't find a pastor. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I was young. And coming out of Bible college just a long time ago. Oh. It was a long time ago. But I tell you what, it's, it doesn't seem like it was a long time ago. I know. But there was like a, what I refer to in our organization, the Open Bible Church, we had a bench of, of young men who were ready to take, they were, we were waiting for our turn yeah. for the church to come open. Yeah. We don't have a bench anymore. No. And when we, when we have one of our churches come over, over we're, we're scratched around trying to find somebody to take the church. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I think that a lot of the, the ministries are finding themselves in a lot of the same situations. So we yeah. we got a lot of prayer work we need to do Amen. In, in a lot of these ministries. But uh, but I'll say this also, and again, from my perspective of being the host of this show, I've, lots of times I have people coming in here and they're starting something new and they're excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and the, 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 they're driven by the Holy Spirit. They're being passionate about it. Yep. I said, thank God for them. God's yep. doing, you know, as, as Jeremiah, God's going to do a new thing. Yep. And it may not be Metro. It may be something similar. But the point is, is that the gospel has to go forth. Yep. And, uh, and, and God's going to do that because it's his, it's his church. <laughs> He's, and, yeah. And in these times right now that we're having, we need God more than ever. Oh, yeah. In our country. Yeah. And, and it, it saddens my heart to see some of these things that are happening on TV, and you just know that it's because there's no God in these people's lives. Yeah. yeah, You know, they have no God. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we should go there and start a sidewalk Sunday school, you know, do something, you know, because, I mean, I'm, it was last year, one, I forget when it was, but I remember seeing some riots on there, and these people were holding up signs. That says, "Let Jesus come back. We'll put him back on the cross." 
Really? Yeah. I'm like, wow. whoa. And wow. scientist says, we'll kill him again. Wow. Really? Wow. You know. Yeah. Well, it, but th- there was a time in America to where people were going and set, setting up tents in places like this, and, and they were yeah. going in and boldly preaching the gospel. It would be a very unsafe thing to do in this day and age. You know, you say that, but when we first started going down into the projects, I had that apprehension. I'm like, you know what? And it hit me, you know, if God is sending you there, don't you think he's going to take care of you? There you go. Because y'all were not only going there on on Saturdays, you had a presence in that community on a regular basis, didn't you? Regular basis, yeah. We would bring clothes, food to kids. Well, I remember one time with Joe Lewis, uh, a lady had moved in. She'd only been there about a month. She left a candle on a cardboard box end table next to her bed. Forgot to blow it out when she went to work and burned that apartment down. Oh, my goodness. So we went to work and we started talking. We just telling churches and different things. We we ended up, there was two apartments and both of them were total loss. But we ended up replacing both of those apartments, every stitch of furniture. As a matter of fact, the one girl, she says to me, pasta pizza. The stuff I have now is better than what I had before wow, the fire. Wow. I mean, we gave them, we had so many clothes. Oh, my Lord. I remember just picturing, you know, a 12 by 12 living room area, garbage bags stacked floor to ceiling, wall to wall, full of clothes. Wow. We took, she took the clothes that she wanted, shared them with the other girl next door, and then we took the rest of them and just spread them out through the neighborhood. But we got them bunk beds. We got them pots and pans. We put computers in both of the the houses. Um, I mean, everything got replaced. See, that's ministry above yeah. and beyond. Yeah, more than just going there on a on a Saturday. That's right. And doing what you're doing with the, with the children. Well, and I tell people, the show we put on Saturday is a show. Uh-huh. The real ministry is when we go over there on a Thursday and we're passing out flyers to the kids. Here's what the memory verse is going to be Saturday. You know, how can we pray with you? What can we do? Wow, you know, yeah. that's when you find out. That's when you meet them. That's when you build the relationship. Right, right. And that's what God tells us to do is build a relationship. And you the thing know, about it is that it just tells you that there is ministry available to anybody who wants to serve. Amen. To find a way to serve. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. That, that, and it really comes down to that, a heart to serve. Yeah. Because you and your wife and your family, you had a heart to serve. Yeah. You weren't in this for the money. Obviously. That's a good thing. <laughs> but but what you gave Amen. was tremendous. Yeah. And and uh, it's a challenge. To me, it should be a challenge to all of us to find your place of ministry and serve. Just go do it. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm all about the, the dreams and the visions part of it. And I tell yeah. people, look, don't worry about the end result of it. Just just get the get the beginning started. And what did what did Jesus tell him, guys? What do you got in your hand? Right, right. I don't have any money. I don't have any. What do you got in your hand? Right. You know, invest it. Yeah. Step out and, and right. God take care of the rest of it. Amen. Because I've heard some of the most incredible stories of people who have told me stories here on this radio show about how they got started. Yeah. I got a I got a lady coming in next uh, week, uh, Deborah Harris, um, yeah. making mir- miracles group home. And the first time she came on this radio broadcast, and she was telling me what she wanted to do, she didn't have nothing. Yeah. The next time she came back, she was telling me, well, God did this, and God did this. And I Amen. said, this is absolutely incredible. Now she's helping other people 
start these type of Amen. because yep. she was willing to invest herself. Yeah. And and God comes along. That's what I tell people. You, yep. you know, you know my sense. How do you launch a dream? You put one foot in front of the other. That's it. <laughs> yep. And you go forth. Every journey begins with one step. Yep. And so now Fast Pizza is launching a whole new dream. And that's it's, it's all online. I, I think it has great potential. Yep. I just I just feel like that that God can use this in you yep. to reach the world. Where you were in your community, you can reach the world. Amen. And well, the, the whole deal is this. God definitely put it in my heart for children. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a guy tell me, he says, I don't know anybody that has spent 30 years in children's ministry. They usually start in <laughs> children's, go to you. Yeah, they use it as a step ladder, And they try to yeah. get their own, I don't want an adult church, no. man. Them adult people, they talk back to you, you know. But um, you get started and like you said, God, God will provide every step of the way. Yeah. And I'm be honest with you, I didn't lost my thought. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. The thing is, is that God has a whole new uh, avenue of ministry for you now. Oh, yeah. And that's that. That's that's yeah. That's what I'm saying to the people who are listening out there. If you want to be involved in something, here's a man who's got experience. He's got a background. Trying to launch something new, you can be a part of it. You may be somebody who can who can run a TV camera, or maybe you're, you're just some children going to sit on the on the tarp. Yeah. Or maybe you're, you're the person who may send some contributions to help fund some of the stuff. Yeah. People can be involved. And, Amen. And especially if you have a heart for children. And I would say this, if you have a heart for this country, yeah. <laughs> children's true. where it's at. That's true. Because I guarantee you, there's a whole new side, and I'm talking about the, the, the side that the enemy would be involved in. That's where they're going. Yeah. Because they're training the young. And you see some of these people who are doing some of the things that we're, we're seeing, they're being taught this at a very young age. Yep. And if we don't counteract that with the gospel. Yep. Look look at the Taliban. They take 10, 11, 12-year-olds and teach them how to shoot a gun. Yeah, or how to strap bombs on themselves. Or how to strap bombs, yeah. 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 But, you know, that, they train them young. It reminds me of a, a couple Sundays ago. I was doing a lesson in this lady there, and she, you know, she's been in church all of her life. She, she has an 11 year old daughter, and they do a Bible lesson every Sunday. But when I started talking about tithe, this little girl had no clue what uh, I was talking about. Right. And I'm like, well, don't you do a Bible lesson every week? And the mom said, well, she's young. I, I, we just never talked about tithe. I'm like, and then you wonder why the adults they don't up do it, there when they don't grow do up. it because nobody <laughs> taught them when they were children. That's right. You need to tell them about yeah, tithe. That's right. You know? Now train them up uh, in the way uh, that you go. That's absolutely. Now yeah. at Sidewalk Sunday School, we we taught about tithe, but we never took up a tithe there because we didn't want that stigma. You're coming to get there. Oh money. yeah, they're all, all about know? the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor Pizza, it's time for prayer. Oh my goodness! An hour has gone by. Amen. <laughs> Father, I just got started. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Father, thank you, Lord, for Pastor Pizza thank and for you, Metro Mesh, all the years of service. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, for this new God, area that you called him into, Father, I, I just pray you bless it, Lord, that his ministry now would be worldwide. Lord thank God, you, that Lord. you would use it for your glory and your praise. Father, we pray over our churches. Lord, we pray for our pastors. We thank you, Father, for America. We pray for America. And Lord, we thank pray you, for Lord. peace yes. in Israel and the city of Jerusalem. And these things Thank we pray you, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me here on no problem, Sunday morning. No problem, man. Pastor I enjoy Pizza. it. Thanks and for having me. Next Sunday morning. May the Lord bless you.